Welcome, Evangelism on Fire Nation. I have a special treat for you guys today. We have a special edition, Evangelism on Fire Nation. You are going to be so excited about our podcast today. I have a special guest with us today. His name is Stephen Walker. And for the audience, Stephen, to know a little bit more about you, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, first, thank you for inviting me to come on the, the podcast, uh, Evangelism on Fire. It's an awesome podcast. I've been listening for a while now. So I am honored to be here as your special guest today. Um, a little bit about myself. I've been married now going on 29 years this December. And uh, to a beautiful woman named Jill. And uh, we have two children, Joshua, who is 24, and Kayla, who is 22. And uh, we just love the Lord. We're, we're thankful that uh, God called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And we want to share that with the world. Hey, I'm with you. I want to share that good news with the world myself. In fact, that's what this podcast is all, all about. It's about sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. I call it the greatest news on planet Earth with everyone that God places in our life. How does that sound to you, Stephen? Sounds perfect. That's what we should all be about. The Great Commission. That's what I'm talking about. So I've got a couple of questions, man, that I want to know and that Evangelism on Fire Nation, I know they want to know also. So I'm curious, do you remember the first time you shared the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone, you know, the first time you ever evangelized to someone, the first time you ever went soul winning, the first time you ever engaged in the mission of the Great Commission. Do you remember that time? Wow, that was a long time ago. I'm 50 years old, so ooh, let me dust off some cobwebs. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. It, it was f as far back as uh, when I first came to Christ, um, our church was having a tent revival. I remember that because I needed to make some money. Uh, and they were hiring security guards. And I didn't really understand. I'd never been to a tent revival, so I didn't know. And uh, they did it right here in Richmond in an area called Blackwell, which is uh, inner city uh, area. And uh, when I went out uh, for the job, it was in the afternoon around five, six o'clock. I remember pulling up and they had this huge tent with all these chairs and lights. And I'm like, man, this is pretty cool. And they had like equipment in the back part of the tent. And I walked up and I was so excited. I'm like, OK, so what, what do I do? And they said, well, OK, just make sure that this stuff is secure. We're leaving. I'm like, you're leaving. Where are you going? And they said, well, we're, we're, we're leaving. We're going to. We're going to leave your security, right? I said, yeah. They said, well, make sure that you, you know, keep all the stuff safe. So literally the tent revival was like the next day. They put the tent up a day ahead and put it in the inner city with equipment and lights on the equipment. And I remember thinking to God, like, what have you got me into? This was wild. So I ended up um, standing under the tent. It started raining. Some kids came running under the tent. I was like, oh my gosh, let me go over here and check these kids out. And, uh, and the Holy Spirit just prompted me to pull out one of the gospel tracks that was in my pocket and me in my book bag. And, uh, and I just walked with the kids, started talking to them and ended up reading the tracks and a couple of them gave their life to the Lord. Wow. Do you remember, do you remember the emotions that you experienced when that was happening? Yeah, it was shock. I mean, I, you, you never really know how God's going to do it, but you know that he will. And you never know the moment that it will happen. And, and so that's where faith comes in. I said, okay. You know, I felt this prompting, like, share what, what you have. And that's all God is asking all of us to do. Just share what you have. And what you have, he can work with. Just start. And so I said, okay, I'm going to read these tracks. And thank God it was a chick publication track that leads right through the track as a cartoon. And then at the end, it's a call to salvation. 
So I was able to go right into, have, have you, you know, do you believe in God and Jesus and, and, and pray the percentage prayer with them. And it was amazing. That is so amazing. I, I'm telling you what, evangelism on fire nation. I don't know about you, but when I hear that story, I am literally getting pumped up because there's nothing like number one, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone, whether it be through a track, whether it would be one-on-one sharing the gospel, whether you're sharing a podcast of evangelism with someone that you know, a friend, a family member that hears the gospel message, may believe it and accept Christ as their savior. Mm -hmm. There is nothing, nothing more exciting than that. So Stephen, as you currently share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people, do you, at this point of your life, how long have you been sharing the gospel now? Almost 30 years. 30 years? Yes, sir. So now, is this something that you do on an occasional basis, or is this more like a lifestyle? No, it's just lifestyle evangelism. It's every day, open up to God. What do you want me to do? I'm on assignment. Got my head on swivel. I'm looking, I'm listening, and uh, and I do I do I answer every time, and do I do right every time? No, but I do go when he says go, and I speak when he tells me to speak. Wow. Evangelism on Fire Nation. Stephen is talking about living a lifestyle of obedience. See, Jesus came to seek and save those who are lost. That was his main purpose here on planet Earth, and he has commissioned us. He has mandated that we do the same thing. So, Stephen, you're a great example. This is a lifestyle that we're called to live. So, you said that you keep your head on a swivel. Break that down, man. What does that mean? What that means is when I came to Christ, I realized that I no longer work for the devil. So, I don't have to worry about getting paid by the devil. I work for the Lord. And my job is every day to come out of my house and look for the assignment. Head on a swivel means I'm just looking at every person, every every situation for God to say who the person is I need to talk to. And it's not an everyday thing, but on the days where he says that's the person, that's when I got to step up because that's my job. My job is to share the gospel and invite people to the same party I've been invited to so they can be forgiven for their sins. Did you say invite them to the same party you've been invited to? Yes, sir. It's the Holy Ghost party right there. Come on now. And you're talking about true riches in heaven. Do you know yes. what? I was thinking about this. The only thing that lasts forever are souls. That's it. That's it. Souls. Those are the true riches in heaven. Mm -hmm. So while you're going about your daily life, you've got a, your head on swivel. All right. You are looking to fulfill the assignment that Jesus has given to you to fulfill the mission of the Great Commission. So as you're doing that, and this is a lifestyle now, this isn't something that you do once in your life, right? twice in your life. You're saying that this is a lifestyle. So as you currently go about living a lifestyle of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with people, do you, do you experience fear, doubt, or any type of negative thoughts uh, when you share your faith in Jesus with people? I mean, you've been doing this for 30 plus years, brother. That's a great question. You know, I think Everybody experiences that. I still experience it after 30 years. I mean, there's always, you know, a little bit of hesitancy and fear, you know, and concern. What, what would they say to me? What, how would they respond? Especially now with the, with the fact that we're dealing with this um, pandemic with COVID-19, you know, approaching people isn't so easy nowadays. And everyone has on masks and 
afraid to catch something. So you really have to be sensitive to people. But when that moment comes, it, none of that matters because what matters is that soul. You know, God hasn't called us to reach everyone, but he has called us to reach someone. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did you just say? Say that again. I said, I said, God has not called us to reach everyone, but he has called us to reach someone. Evangelism on Fire Nation. Did you hear the truth bomb that Stephen Walker just dropped? Wait a minute. You want to hear that one more time? I know I do. And I know you do, too. Say that one more time, my brother. God has not called you to reach everyone, but he has called you to reach someone. Boom. So as you're living this lifestyle of evangelism, as you're living on mission, as you have a head on swivel everywhere your feet walk and you experience fear, doubt, those negative thoughts that creep into your mind, right? It's part of the game of evangelizing, sharing your faith in Jesus with other people. It's a part of taking part in the mission of the Great Commission. How do you overcome these feelings? Well, really, I, I, I come to a place now where I have to empty myself of, of self. I have to, it's not about me. It's not about me. Matter of fact, I'm dead in Christ. And you can't, you can't offend a dead person. You can't make a dead person angry. A dead person doesn't get lazy. A dead person is not, uh, is not concerned about themselves. Why? Because they're dead. What I care about is Christ. I care about what my father wants me to do in heaven. And the way I overcome it is knowing that the Holy Spirit is the one that empowers me. It's not me. It's not by power nor by might, but by his spirit. That's what it's all about. It's by the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit leading you to do something simple. It's nothing great. You don't have to be a pastor. It's not about that. But what you do have to be is a child of God. And if you're a child of God, you'll listen to him because he's your father. And so literally what compels me to overcome my own fears and concerns and worries or what would they say is the fact that I love them. You know, I love them. God loved us when we were yet sinners. So we can love them and they're yet strangers. It doesn't matter. We can still reach out to them like someone reached out to us. And I don't want to miss that moment. I don't want to miss that divine appointment because that person may not live beyond that moment. I may leave them and think, you know, someone else will do it and they may get in their car and die. And I don't want that to happen. Amen, my brother. And I love one thing you just mentioned, evangelism on Fire Nation. Stephen, I'll let you in on a little secret. You guys don't know this, but you're going to know it right now. <laughs> I'm going to tell them a little secret on you, brother. All right. Hey, my life is transparent before the Lord. Okay, brother. here we go. Stephen Walker is a pastor. I've shared with you before that I am a pastor as well. And what Stephen Walker just said, you've got to know this evangelism on Fire Nation. Evangelism, you know, sharing your faith in Jesus, sharing the gospel message, taking part in the mission of the Great Commission. That's not just for pastors. That's not for people in full-time ministry. That's not for people who are in the ministry as a vocation, if you are a born-again believer, if you are a Christ follower, you are called no different than Pastor Stephen, mm -hmm. no different than me, no different than anybody who is in full-time ministry. You are called to engage others with the message of love, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what this podcast is about to empower you, to coach you on how to share your faith in Jesus with others, as Stephen is now mentioning. It is not just for 
pastors or people in full-time ministry. It's for you. The one person who follows Jesus, your mission is to engage in sharing the Great Commission with others around you. And I want to speak into your life. You have the Holy Spirit power living within you. And that's all the power that you need. What I hear Stephen saying is that's where his power comes from when he is sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with people. Yep, that's exactly right. And the, and the reality is this, the, the ministry, once you came to Christ, every blood-bought child of God that is a true follower of Christ has a ministry. And that ministry is called the Ministry of Reconciliation. The Ministry of Reconciliation. What does that mean? That means to call those who are in the world away from sin and into Christ through his sacrifice on the cross. It's reconciliation. We've been reconciled or brought back to God through Jesus Christ. And that's what the Great Commission is. The Great Commission is news. It's good news. It is the best news ever on the planet that God is ready, willing, and able to forgive us if we will repent and turn from our sins. Wow. Such a powerful truth bomb that you have just shared with us. Amazing. It is so true in Evangelism on Fire Nation. Let's believe that now as we never believed it in our life. The power comes from our willingness to be obedient to God and to share his gospel message, to share the love of God with others. Stephen, share with Evangelism on Fire Nation. Let us know the last time that you shared the gospel message with someone and that person made a decision accepting Jesus as their savior? That's a great question. That's a great question because this will give you a feel for how it happens. I actually was working uh, on my company and I was working with some, some on some things at, at uh, through the church. I was at the church and um, we had uh, a Verizon guy come in the building to work on our router. And I remember his name is Raymond. He came in and really quiet guy. And I let him do his work. He was doing his work. And I was just waiting for that opportunity to share the gospel. And uh, because this is the thing, the harvest is ripe and the laborer is you. That's the, that's the truth. Wait a minute. The harbor, the harvest is ripe and the laborers is, is, is who? What and the laborer say? is you. Say that one more time, and brother. That's... The harvest is ripe and the laborer is you. The Bible says the harvest is ripe and the laborers are few. But the reality is if you want to enter into the great commission and work into do your work as far as the ministry of reconciliation, then you are the one that's going to be bringing in that harvest. You are the one that God wants to lead to the harvest to bring them in. So what you're saying is we need, and we get the awesome opportunity and honor and privilege to be the one that goes out to share the gospel message with the harvest out there. Yeah. We need to answer the call. See, God is calling every day. He's saying there's people in the world. He's drawing to him who will go. Who will go and reach that lady, that man, that boy, that girl, that elderly person? Who will reach that person? And if, if you don't step and say, Lord, here I am, send me. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. That means God is calling those to him that he desires, but only choosing those who desire him. This is the thing. You have to desire to do his will. And his will is to seek and save that which was lost, which is why he sent Christ in the first place. 
So that's what you're thinking when the Verizon guy comes to church yeah. to look at a router. I was like, he's Harvest. This guy's a part of the Harvest. I can see it. And you can tell he was kind of down. He was doing his job and he had, you know, he was ran into a couple of challenges. He was working through it. And I waited till he got to the end. And I was like, I was like, you know, so do you live close to the church? We just kind of got to talk, got to talking. And, um, and he said, you know, you tell me that he's uh, newly married. They just moved into a new area. And he was like, yeah, I need some help. And I said, oh, that was it. That was it. I need some help. It's like popcorn. When you put popcorn in the microwave, you don't take it out until you hear pop. When you hear pop, you know, it's almost time. That was a pop for me. I was like, ah, I need some help. You know why? Because we all need help. And when you can confess that you need help, then God can help you. And he said, I need help. And I just let him keep on talking. And I said, you know what? I said, now tell me something. Do you believe in God? And he was like, yeah, I believe in God. And I was like, do you believe in Jesus? He was like, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I was like, no, no, no. Do you believe that Jesus is the son of God and he died on the cross for your sins? He was like, yeah, I believe that. I said, oh, so have you received him as both your Lord and Savior? Because it's important to say Lord and Savior. Because a lot of people want to say he's their savior because they want to escape hell and go to heaven, but they don't say he's their Lord because they don't do what he says. They're not being obedient, which one of the things you got to do is the Great Commission. So I said, is he both of your, have you confessed him as Lord and Savior? He was like, no, no, not yet. I says, well, what are you waiting on? He says, I don't know what I'm waiting on. And that was it. Boom. That fish was on the hook, ready to get pulled up. I heard that, brother. And you know what? That's a powerful question that many people haven't been asked that question. What are you waiting for? There's people out there who know of God, but they don't really know God. And what they're waiting for, evangelism on Fire Nation, they're waiting for you. They're waiting for me. They're waiting for Stephen. They are waiting for every born again believer to come to them and share the gospel message with them. And when they believe it, not to leave it there, but then to ask them, if you believe that, then what are you waiting for to make the decision to make Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior? That is such a an amazing story. So the Verizon guy who came to fix your Wi-Fi connection in the church. Raymond. Mm-hmm. Raymond. Mm-hmm. You ended up sharing the gospel message with him and connected him to his Lord and Savior. Oh, absolutely. And and that was amazing to me because I knew that I was going to go ahead and, 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 and speak the words. The Bible says that one man plants, that means a person comes to a person who doesn't know God and starts talking to them about God. So that conversation is planting seeds in their heart for the future because that person doesn't immediately come to God. And the Bible says that one man plants, another man waters, which means that at another time, place and time, someone else comes to water the seed that was planted, that God is calling people back to him and that you should repent from your sins. And then it says, but God gives the increase. That was his day of increase. Because when I said, what you waiting on? He said, nothing. I don't know why I'm waiting. And I said, well, we can take care of that today. He was like, well, let's do it. Boom. God gave the increase. He gave his life to the Lord. And we have a new brother in Christ, Raymond. Praise the Lord. Boom. That's what it's about. Evangelism on Fire Nation. You know that Evangelism on Fire podcast exists to empower and coach you to live the most exciting life God has created you to live by actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others. I'm so thankful, Stephen, that you were active in sharing your faith with Raymond. Yeah. And that resulted with him hearing the gospel message. He believed it. Mm -hmm. He accepted Jesus as his personal Lord. And 
savior. Yes. Is there anything more exciting that can happen in a Christ follower's life, in your opinion? No, I think that's the moment where you realize that you now get a second chance, that this world, all the pain and the wrong decisions and sins from your past can be forgiven. You get a second chance and you get to be a part of something beautiful on this earth. And that is the redemption of man that you get to join in with the creator of all things, who is God, our father. Not only is he God, but we can call him Abba. We have a relationship with him. And because we love his son, Jesus Christ, we have inheritance, an inheritance that extends beyond this world. It goes into eternity. And because it goes into eternity, we have a hope for our future. And that future so far outweighs anything this world can throw at you that you are able to stand against the wiles of the devil here on this planet until the day you die, you can glorify Jesus Christ. Boom. Amen. I mean, that's what it's about. Who, this is what I'm, I'm wondering, I've got to know this. Who did God use to lead you to the Lord? Wow. There's a lot of people, man. I just, I was rough, man. I was an alcoholic at 12, drug addict. I arrested at 16. I mean, I was, I was out there. I experienced a lot of bad, a lot of pain. And, um, and just for, pretty much got to a place where I felt worthless, man. I mean, I was at 15 and 16, I was going to clubs at night, going to middle school, going to high school. Just, I was out there, man. And, um, so I remember one night I, I, um, I had gotten really, really drunk. And the next morning I woke up, I walked past my mom's bedroom and she was, she was in her bedroom. She had her Bible in her lap, her lamp was on. And she was just at such, she had such peace around her, just reading the scriptures. And I remember I stopped and I just looked at, her. I don't know to this day, I don't know if she saw me do it, but I just stared at her and I was like, man, I want that. She just looked so content, so happy. And time and time again, I would see her reading the word and laughing. And sometimes she'd read it to me crying and we would go to church Well, she would go to church and you could just see life in her. And I was like, man, I need some of that. But I didn't know how to go about it. And um, and then one day, my, well, my mom and my sister were going to church. But then one day this lady comes knocking on the door and um, she's talking to my mom. She's standing at the door. And I remember, you know, thinking that my mom and my sister were, were kooks because they just so in love with Jesus and all this stuff. And, uh, and so anyway, I was walking through the living room and I heard the lady say, who's that right there? And my mom was like, oh, that's my son. He's my youngest. And she was like, can I talk to him? And I was like, oh my God, man, I don't want to talk to this lady. Just, man, I don't got time for this. And, um, and so I was probably about 16, 17 at that time. And so she called me over to the door and, and the lady said, you know, she just looked at me. She said, you know what? God's got his hand on your life and you don't even know it, but God is going to use you in such a mighty way. He's giving you favor. It was the first time I heard that. He's giving you favor with man. And not just black men, because I'm a black man. He said, she, she was like, no, white men too, because I'm a white man too. People don't know that. You can be both. <laughs> it's a mix. Evangelism on Fire Nation. I'm we all men. mixture going on in Stephen Walker today. That's right. And uh, we're Chickahominy Indian. We got Jewish in our family. We like everything, brother. We're United Nations. Well, you know what? Let me mm. announce this to you, Evangelism on Fire Nation. I've never announced it, but I'll know a proper time to announce it other than right now. My mom is from Seoul, Korea. Mm. And my father is from Charleston, West Virginia. So I've got a little mixture going on too. I am a bona fide Korean redneck. Come on, somebody. <laughs> he got a really nice tan too. Um, but we all come from Adam and Eve, so we're all cousins. So praise the Lord for that. Uh, so the lady was like, God's giving you favor and he's going to use you mightily. And, uh, and I just looked at her and I said, you know what? She's crazy. So I walked away. But, you know, those were seeds planted into my heart for the future. And the moment came where I had went through so much pain and I was felt so worthless and I, 
And I just, I felt like I couldn't be redeemed. And quite honestly, I, I thought I was going to either kill someone or die. And uh, I heard this later on after I came a, became a Christian, but someone said that when you find a person that feels like their life is worthless, that's the best, best person to tell, give your life to Christ, let him do something with it mm-hmm. since you don't want it. And that's what happened. I got to a place where I was so broken. I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. And he called me out of darkness. He said, I know I created you. Let me show you what to do with your life. Give it to me. And I did. Best decision you ever made. Absolute best decision I ever made. I, I had no idea, Mark, that God would take me from where I was, man. I mean, if you could see the place, because I know your testimony, you know that place. If you could see the darkness I was in and the the deception of the devil, man, and just the evil that I had in my life and I was consuming and being a part of, to know that when I decided to give my life to Christ and thinking, okay, so I did that, but what can, what can he can do with me? I mean, I'm... I'm trash, man. I'm garbage. I mean, I should be in prison. All the things I've done wrong. And uh, when he says that he will cleanse you of all unrighteousness, he's faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness, brother. He totally cleaned me inside and out. Amen, brother. Amen. And he did the same for me. And maybe he did that for you. You know, the person that's listening to this podcast right now. Yeah. Maybe he did that for you. Maybe you don't have the background that Steven or myself has. Maybe you've never been in any type of trouble. You haven't been a wild person. Maybe you've never experienced drug use or alcohol addiction. Maybe you haven't come from that life. If you have, Stephen, I want you to know that you are more than qualified Mm. to be used by God. But if you've never experienced that wild side of life and you're what you consider a good person who's never got into that scene before, but you just doubt, you doubt that God wants to use you and you feel like you're unqualified because of the own thinking that you have, regardless of where you come, from, regardless of your backstory to your life. As we close today, I want to thank Stephen Walker. It's just such an honor and a privilege for you to be with us today. Thank you for your time today. Absolutely. As we close today to the person that's listening right now, there's many people that are listening to this episode of Evangelism on Fire podcast, but I'm talking to you. That one person, you, that's listening to this podcast right now. To those who feel unqualified, that they can't be used by God. Steve, I want you to speak life into them as that woman spoke life into you. What would you say to Evangelism on Fire Nation? Well, the first thing that I would say is... Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast and for giving us some time today. This is this is not by chance. This is a divine appointment that you listening right now is God calling to you and telling you that he can use you, that he has a plan for your life. He says, I said before you, life and death, blessings and curses, choose life. And today you're choosing life because you're still listening. And I commend you for that. And I think that you you understand this, that is you don't have to do everything, but you have to do something. 
And what you have to do is start beginning to learn what it means to be a true follower of Christ. And if you're going to follow Christ, you're going to follow him to do what he did. We follow Christ to do what he did, which was share the gospel with the world. That's what we follow him to do. The Great Commission. So it, you don't have to go out and preach a sermon. You don't have to read your whole Bible to one person in the one sitting at one time. It's none of that. It's simple conversations and relationship. It's simply being present and being present minded as you're out into the world to see if people are hurting. And you know what? You can lead in with the question. Hey, can I pray for you? Man, you will. People will almost break down crying if you ask them that question right now because they're losing hope. A lot of them don't know where their food is going to come from, how they're going to pay their bills or take care of their family. But if you, a child of light, can bring some light into their darkness, you start giving them hope again. And that's evangelism. Evangelism is taking God to the people. Evangelism is taking the message of God to the people. So I want to encourage you to do that. And I want you to know that you're not alone. There's so many people in the body of Christ who are learning how to do this. It doesn't matter how long you've been in Christ, whether it's a week or a month or a year or a hundred years. It doesn't matter. Today is the day that you can make a decision. I'm going to tell somebody two things. I'm going to tell somebody my testimony, what God has done for me, and I'm going to tell them what God can do for them. That's what it's all about. And if you do that, then you are pleasing God. That's his will. And you're doing it according to how he's leading you. You don't have to make it happen, but you have to be available when it happens. Stephen Walker, I thank you so much for being on today's podcast, Evangelism on Fire Nation. It's time for you, since you've been empowered by this incredible podcast interview, you've been empowered by the amazing truth that Stephen Walker has spoken today. We believe in you. Now it's time to take the greatest message that humans will ever hear. It's time to take the boom. It's time to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to our planet. God bless you. Have the best week of your life. And I will see you back here for episode 16 of Evangelism on Fire podcast. Close us out, my brother. I got one more thing. It's just, I believe this is God. There's someone listening right now that has not received Christ. I think there's someone who's listening now who is saying, what about me? No one's told me about Jesus. Look, you need to hear this message. You need to know that God loves you. You need to be in a position where you can confess Christ and you can learn about Christ and you can grow in Christ. We want you to do that. This whole Evangelism on Fire podcast is about bringing people like you to the knowledge of Christ. So we don't leave you out there. We want you to know that there's a path that you need to take. And certainly one of those paths is, is getting connected with Mark through evangelism on fire, through uh, the podcast and reaching out and letting them know that you'd like to learn more about it. Um, And even not only just saying the sinner's prayer, but knowing what it means to follow Christ. That's what's important is following him. So I I want, if you, Pastor Mark, if you would, because you're a pastor too, could you lead them in the the sinner's prayer? And then we can close out from there. Absolutely. Everyone that's listening right now. Yes, you, you're far away from God. You know what? Today's the greatest day of your entire life. Yes. The greatest day of your entire life. You've been wondering about God. You've been searching for God. You have been hungering and thirsting for his love. And now is the time. Today is the day that you receive his love. Here's how it works. If you believe you're a sinner and we all are, we just do things wrong that we know we shouldn't do and we don't meet God's standards. If you believe that God is real 
You may call him a higher power. You may call him God. He's the creator of everything that exists. Yes. He's the creator of you. Mm-hmm. If you believe that we're going to die from this life on planet earth one day, and we're going to live for an eternity because we are created as eternal beings. There's this place called heaven that we can spend eternity in. Mm. There's also a place called hell that no one wants to talk about. Mm. Hell is an eternal separation from God, but you can make sure you spend eternity with God. Yes. If you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, creating a way to forgive you of your sins. But listen to this. Jesus also died on the cross to demonstrate his love for you. He literally died to tell you how much he loves you. If you believe that, and then Jesus, he resurrected. He came back to life on the third day. Why? Only God could give the power to his son to do that. He knew we would be down here wondering what religion, what God, what path is the right way. He said, I'm going to send my son to die on the cross. He's going to rise again from the dead on the third day. Only the one and only true living God has the power to do that. And if you believe in those things, you say a prayer telling God you believe that you're a sinner, that God is real, that you believe you're going to die one day from this life on earth, that you want to spend an eternity in heaven, just tell God that you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you, for your sins, that he came back to life three days later, proving that he is God. You simply say this prayer right here, that Stephen is going to lead you in before we close out the biggest day of your entire life. So if you're ready to receive Christ, just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, I come to you now and I confess that I am a sinner and I need your help. I need forgiveness. I thank you for sending Jesus to earth to die for me. I thank you that through his death, he has given me eternal life. I thank you that I receive him as both Lord and Savior of my life. I ask that you would teach me what it means to be a follower of Christ. I ask that you would give me your Holy Spirit, which is the power that you give to all believers to do your will on the earth. I thank you that the Holy Spirit will guide me. The Holy Spirit will empower me. The Holy Spirit will comfort me and show me what it means to be a follower of Christ. I thank you that I no longer will do the things of the world, I no longer will be subject to the power of sin. I thank you that that power has been broken. You have given me the strength to be a follower of Christ and by his stripes, I am healed. So even healing is mine. So father, I thank you right now that I'm a blood bought child of God. I am your child and a joint heir with Christ. And I thank you that it's done according to your will in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Now, the word of God says that with the heart, man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So you met both the qualifications. You believed in your heart. You just made the the profession of faith with your mouth. Now it's just a matter of walking in it day by day and trusting God no matter what, no matter what kind of storm comes up in your life. Keep walking and pressing ahead towards God. Boom. 
And for those of you who made that decision, just email me, letting me know that you made the biggest decision of your life. Yes. Email me at evangelism on fire nation at gmail.com. That's evangelism on fire nation at gmail.com. Just email Mark. That's me. Let me know you made the biggest and the best decision of your life. I want to send you free resources on your new journey of following Jesus. Stephen, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. This has been great. I love you, my brother. I love you too, man. Evangelism on Fire Nation, thank you for joining us for this amazing podcast. I love you. I'll see you at episode 16 of Evangelism on Fire podcast.